we've wrapped up the festivities, we can proceed without our uh, Southern American friends. The odds of the us rest. getting yes, the odds of us getting sued just dropped dramatically. <laughs> and now we can proceed to the rest of the issue. Very meaty. That's why, like, like when have we ever had to do a three-parter? Because there's just so much in a magazine. Yeah, I, I can't remember a time at all. I, I was rather surprised. We were talking at the end of the last episode, you know, how much more can we squeeze in? And we're looking at and we're looking at It's like, wow, we're going to be here all night if we don't make this three-parters. So pretty cool. Yeah. So we continue on with Beat the Boss Special for Super Mario RPG. Wow, if you thought I couldn't stop talking about this this game, well, now look at the magazine. <laughs> That's right. They've got one big hit, and they're going to ride it into the ground. Well, it is like the last great game. for. It is one of the last great games for the Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, for sure. Did you ever get a chance to play this game yet? Nah, I've seen a few videos, but no, I, I never played this game. No, we're going to have to uh, make that a taste test then. I should not be the only one that loves this game. Well, looking at the bosses here, I, I can't wait to see some of them on the screen. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Balome. Balomi? Balomi. Looks like a, <laughs> a fucked up Pikachu with four horns. Well, yeah, when you got a tongue like that, your name better be Balomi. <laughs> That's right. Slap a little peanut butter on it, and he's good to go. <laughs> Slap a little peanut butter on me, and he's good to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a combination of Pikachu and Lickitung. <laughs> That's right. And then there's a Mac on the knife. Mac the knife. Yeah. yeah. But oh, that that's another reason I love this game. The puns. They were so fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I just can't get over the drawing either. You got <laughs> the sword from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and riding it. Riding the hilt is some demon. Like a devil bomb or something. Yeah, a devil bomb with a red cape. I mean, this is fucked up. Then there's uh, Bowser's uh, inbred cousin, Boyer, on the next page. <laughs> He's got his color scheme in his hair, too. He really does, absolutely. It's a Iggy... Looks a little bit like Iggy, too, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's the, the eighth Bowser kid that got uh got disowned <laughs> gee i wonder why <laughs> and then punchinello uh that like punchinello isn't that a uh, a clown from an opera Polchinella. but yes oh you mean pagliacci no no different one different clown <laughs> different clown <laughs> D- different italian clown with a name ending in a in a vowel uh, yeah yeah as opposed to all those other Italian names that end in vowels. <laughs> but yes, so pun- hmm? Punchinello is something else, too. Some sort of weird ghost with a yellow smiley face belly button. He's like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, he's got that hook, red hook on his head. He's got eyes that are going every which way. His body is this purplish-blue... No real hands to speak of, but he got he's got three spikes at the end of his arms. And then he's got big red clown shoes. And like 
to uh, to continue with the opera theme, he he is he's accompanied by mezzo bombs. <laughs> yeah, got got a theme here going for sure. And uh, that's still not the that's not the most bizarre thing on this page because we've got the knife guy and the great guy. Right, A T E great. Yeah, I'm expecting him to be attacking you with like a look with a with a manhole cover. Right. But he's not. I don't see what he's holding. He's just rolling on a ball, like another one of the Koopalings. Yeah, that's right. The the one in pink is rolling on a, a pink ball with uh, white stars. You got the same pattern on that uh, magician hat that it's wearing. And you can't really tell very much about the body at all. Then you got its twin uh, next to it with yellow body with red polka dots. And you can see hands, and at the end of one of the hands is a tiny little knife. <laughs> yeah, like a kid's knife from a pl- from a play. Really, like and, a little cardboard. Like it looks like a cardboard knife. And you can even see a little bit of flat edge on it. Yeah, there's a little bit of shading on the end yeah. of that knife, and you could just tell that came literally from some kid's, you know, some three-year-old's playpen. <laughs> That's not cutting anything. It is a good thing in this uh, issue. We get to see their weaknesses and their defenses so you know what will work and what will not work. Yeah, absolutely. For jump, fire, thunderbolt, ice, so on. This is a pretty good walkthrough here. I'm a big fan, too, of uh, Chef Tort on the next page. God, this was one of my. this was one of the hardest bosses at the time. Was it really? Yeah, you have to uh, put out the candles, but they keep coming back. Ah, trick candles. So, indeed. And it says right here, the strangest of all the oddball battles is the War of the Wedding Cake. Mario, Bowser, and Gino should be used in this fight. Since Chef Torden and his assistant will run away, concentrate your attacks on the cake. Yeah, not the chef. You're fighting the fucking cake, which... <laughs> The real and, uh, problem comes from the special attacks used by the cake. Oh man, I gotta play this game. Yeah, you just have to survive until Booster gobbles the cake. <laughs> so you you can't even beat it apparently, even though it apparently has like nine hundred hit points. Yeah. With uh, so <laughs> I like the fact that Bowser has to use Chomp, so you're chomping on a cake. Yeah. <laughs> and the cake is called Bunt. Nice. And then there's something else, raspberry. I guess that's like what the bottom layer of the cake after you take out the bunt. Jeez. Man, but uh, one of the fun, one of the bosses I had who was a um, he was a uh, very similar to one of the Octomoms from uh, Final Fantasy II. Is the uh, King Calamari, where you have to fight like the main squid as well as his ten his individual arms. As opposed to the Octomom from California. <laughs> With her eight kids. Yeah, apparently she did a, uh, well, not a porn, but like a nude video. Oh, jeez, of course she did. And then I was just like, oh, why doesn't she just do a porn if she's going to be naked all the time? And then I'm like, well, yeah, she had eight kids. That porn would be very, <laughs> it would be sad. Yeah, but wasn't it eight kids by like in vitro or something? Well, unless, I, I they, were done, would, unless I, they were done by cesarean, I'm pretty sure they destroyed her on the way out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just 
felt so bad hearing about those kids. It was like, can you imagine if your mom was the Octomom? Uh, that would... I mean, how do you make that many kids? Like, do you just decide, like, the doctor says here, take some fertility drugs, and you just decide... I'm 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 just not confident in my chances. What if I just took the bottle instead of the pill? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I dare say she's got something going on uh, upstairs that's not entirely standard, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I I mean I can't, I can't imagine you going. How can you keep your sanity after raising eight kids? There has got to be at at some point she probably just put a stamp on each one just so she'd remember their names. Yeah. And you are welfare check one, and you are welfare check. <laughs> I was just thinking asshole one, asshole two, asshole three. Like you're just going to be frayed at that point. Yeah, and you are wick check one. I'm going to call you cheese and you milk. And <laughs> this is Jeff, Tom, Jeffrey, Amy, Latimer, Laundry. And that's so, not to look down on anybody that gets wick or on welfare or anything like that, but it's like you, you have eight kids on purpose when you have no job and no spouse. I mean, what kind of job could you make that would support eight kids? And, and like, did we ever hear about the Octo Dad? <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't think there was any. I think there was a you know, sperm donor or whatever, and I think she's like, I'm just gonna have kids instead of go to work. It's like. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, like, <laughs> someone just told her like you can't really live on the child. You can't really live on the uh, on the uh, the children's aid checks unless you got like seven or eight. And that, she's just like, well, fuck. All right then. Yeah. Now I know what. Now I know what to shoot for. That's right. I have a goal. It's like you you need to spend all that on your kids. You won't turn a profit unless you go for the bulk rate. Uh. It's like well, alrighty then. So, yeah, we fight King Calamari, and uh, then, jo- not Davy Jones, I guess you fight, like, his underachieving son, Jonathan. Yeah, that's right, Johnny Jones. Yeah. And, uh, and really then, ki- kind of disturbing is Yaredovich. Yeah, Yaredovich. Very, na- very interesting name, and I'm trying to figure out what kind of weapon he has, because most of the other weapons are simple, like swords, knives, bows... Punchinello is a, a a bomb, I guess. But uh, yeah, Yaredovich. Uh, does it mention what kind of weapon he is? Because he looks like a like a goofy version of General Grievous from Star Wars. Oh, that's that's perfect. Absolutely, you're right. He's got a robot body with a really thin metal piece neck uh, head that's a. Uh, White, a white triangular face with a spike off the top of it, and going out the back looks like a fan of some sort. He's wearing a red cape, got red gloves, and in one of his hands, the best that I could describe it as is a spear with a really thick end. I guess he's a spear? I guess. Oh, good. This came out first. That means General Grievous is like a fancy version of Yuridovich. <laughs> Gravidich. Lucas! <laughs> and then uh, next page they talk about Megasmalax? What is a Megasmalax? 
Mega Smilax. Mega Smilax. Oh, there we go. God, it's not even 11 o'clock yet. <laughs> I ended last episode not able to speak, and I continue this episode the same way. <laughs> you had several days to recover, and you didn't. <laughs> and and also, he's a carnivorous plant that begins the battle, as you can see, by singing. So it's pretty obvious this guy is a, uh, is a nice nod to Audrey, too. Hmm. Feed me Seymour. Sorry. Feed I'm me Mario. Green, I'm a big green mother from outer space. Mean, mean man. Did you see that video of a mean green mother from outer space, but sung with a piranha plant attacking Mario? <laughs> no. No, that sounds awesome, though. It's fucking great. I heavily recommend it. And they even, at the end of the video, they even have music. And uh, the end credits are based uh, are uh, entirely from Super Mario RPG. Yeah. And then, as a nice nod to Super Mario Two, we find we what's a Mario game if you don't fight Birdo? That's right, not Birdetta, Birdo, the game's <laughs> first transgender <laughs> character, breaking ground. Yep, and the the fun part is that you first you first fight as the egg Shelly. And then inside is Birdo. That's so awesome. You're attacking a newborn. <laughs> Hope you're proud of yourself. Although yeah. the question is, if you're a newborn, where did you get the bow from? No, it's more than attacking a newborn. It's attacking the. It'd be like beating on the belly of a pregnant mother. <laughs> and then when the thing finally squirts out of her, you beat on that too. <laughs> it's like, damn it, you're even uglier than the thing I was just beating on! You gotta go. Man, ugly runs in your family. <laughs> so does being my punching bag. Oh, God. And we're back into suing territory. <laughs> we don't even have child anymore. Speaking of assaulting a woman, the next boss, the next boss oh, is God. Valentina. Who, uh, I remember beating this boss, and just every time you hit her, her tits jiggle. <laughs> This, this is something else. You, it's so the hat is the is the head the bird, or is the bird a hat? Um, I I think it's got to be a hat. Either that or she's rocking she's rocking Jamaican Jamaican flag dreads. <laughs> I love it. That's right. She, she's gone beyond uh, wearing fur. She's uh, wearing feathers. Yeah, and her bo and her assistant is a big dodo bird with a helmet. He's kind of cool. Like as far as henchmen go, he he really foots the uh, bill. Yeah, foots the bill with his big old yellow, white, and red. Oh man, I like Zar Dragon though. On the next page, it's a. Uh, Kind of like a dodo lava bird. Yeah, he looks like the uh, like the fire hippos from uh, Super Mario World. Yeah. And Zombone at the end of the page. I'm a little disappointed there. I was expecting uh, a musical instrument, but instead we got just a skeleton dragon. Never have I been more disappointed by a dragon skeleton, which sounds <laughs> kick-ass, but... 
And he's got like that Mar- he's got like that Nintendo Labo thing going on where he seems to be not only a, a skeleton but a skeleton encased in cardboard. Yeah. Like I I I I have a switch and I've I don't get the appeal of the Labo system. I guess it's just so that you can really mess around with it, like play with your kids, give them things to build. I guess. If I want to give them something to build, I'll give them a Lego. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, you're, if you want to encourage your kid to build, you'll give them that or a, or a Kinect set. <laughs> That's like Legos on hard mode. Oh, well. But, uh, oh, the next page. Oh, oh, yes. Boy, it is a treat. You assault. You begin by assaulting a, uh, a ship, which turns out to be like a living ship, so it's almost like a Transformers vibe going on, but instead of fighting Transformers, then all of a sudden, you get attacked by the Power Rangers. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the Power Rangers. Squat little <laughs> robots that are precisely in the Power Rangers color set. Red, pink, black, yellow, and green. Yeah, and they're called the Axum Rangers, because they're all wielding axes. Yeah. Nice nod to the 90s television show there. I wonder how popular it was at 96, or 97, rather. Uh, they were probably on their third or fourth se- season at the time. I remember uh, mid-90s checking out that show a lot before realizing every episode was pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. I remember it blew my mind when I found out that the uh, the large-scale attack scenes were just ripped directly off of a Japanese TV show. It's like, what do you mean it wasn't made for the American TV show? What? We're ripping off a Japanese show? Yeah, it turns out the American... It turns out the uh, the acting parts were just the ones that were taken from a... Oh my gosh, if... They... What the hell did the rest of that show look like? Without... Like, when they, when they weren't fighting. Were they, like, just like Japanese kids hanging out at the mall, or... Oh, it was American kids. There was one Asian girl. Well, I remember the the American show had those interstitials where they would be, like, hanging out at the bar. And I remember, like, one line is just, like, the nerd guy is just like, wow, they are extremely proficient. And then the jock was like, yeah, and they're good, too. (laughs) And they had, like, those two guys, like, Bulk and Skull. (laughs) They always had that interesting music, like, bam, bam, Um, just so you know, these guys are stupid. Well, we are talking about America in the 90s. Uh, they, they couldn't take anything for granted. Oh, what do you think the Japanese bulk and skull look like? Ooh. Bulku skururu. I'm thinking uh, sumo wrestler and Bruce Lee. <laughs> now that'd be a pair for you. Uh, and then when you finally get inside you finally think oh yes I'm going to attack the sword that is um, taking on Bowser's keep and the sword who you think he would be named Sorty or Stabby but you've already fought a sword so this is some guy called Exor that's pretty badass you got a sword with a skull hilt it reminds me of the Sword. Well, this obviously came first, but the sword from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. You fight at one point in that game. Yeah, 
And uh, what I love about this, when you finally beat him, you think, oh, he's gonna like fly into the sky, disappear, go away. No, he just stays there, except he like sheds a tear and his mouth opens and you have to go inside. Wow. Because even though he's the source of all this, he is just a factory. So it's like the end of uh, Super Mario 2. You beat that bird and he just opens his mouth and you jump in. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, you go inside, you fight. <laughs> uh, wasn't there a clock in uh, Beauty and the Beast? Yes, Toads or Clocksworth? Cogsworth. Cogsworth, thank you, yeah. Yeah, you fight Cogsworth. <laughs> And apparently you fight the bells on his head, too. The ding-a-lings. <laughs> my ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling. I want oh, you to battle with my ding-a-ling. ding-a-ling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. And then as you descend further on, you fight Domino, which looks like a, an Arabian magician. <laughs> Domino, Cloaker, and then Earthlink, Mad Adder. Earthlink and Mad Adder. Yeah. Um, I don't know where Earthlink is. I only see the uh, the Charbok over here. Yeah, you got Jafar the snake, basically, with a purple head. I'm not sure what Earthlink's supposed to be, either. And then, finally, you're battling something called Smithy. Yeah, he is, he is the weaponsmith. He is the maker of all these weapons. Ah. And he goes, and uh, in typical Final Fantasy fashion, when you kick the old bearded guy's ass, he reveals, oh, this isn't even my final form. He, the, he then uh, turns into basically all sorts of neat things, like the magic head, then the mask head, then the tank head, the treasure head, and then he just devolves into Smelter and then Shiper? Or a sm oh, no, Smelter and Shiper, I guess, because of their HP being so low, they're just his assistants that show up. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you lost me at Magic Head. I just started daydreaming. <laughs> What'd you say after that? Yeah, get, get out of your daydreams of getting blown by David Blaine. <laughs> Uh, and finally finish up with a nice screenshot of the end of the game. Mario standing next to either Asian Peach or she's blinking. <laughs> she's got the she's got that syndrome where you can't take a good picture. <laughs> there you go. I like the toad though with the green hat and the yeah, Mar <laughs> really thick Italian mustache. Yeah. Yoshi's looking at him like, when the fuck did these things ever grow facial hair? <laughs> and Mario's... Like, did, he just, did he just go to Mario's barber and just sweep all that shit up and glue it to his face? Yeah, seriously. I mean... Yoshi's Mar got questions. He absolutely does. And I got questions about Mario's mustache. I mean, it looks like something that oh. I would draw. It's just a whole bunch of black triangles filled in. Yeah, it looks like it's completely superseded his mouth. Like the, like the mustache goes to his chin. That's never good. No. No, not that's, at all. That's definitely, a, that's definitely a feeding problem. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, it's, like, it's like Bowser scribbled over this photo. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Mario shaved off his mustache and Bowser said, Hey, 
I can't ha I can't be beaten by a guy without facial hair. Scribble, 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 scribble. <laughs> or he's like, oh, look at my fucking, oh, look at my fucking mustache. It's so big and brown. Yeah, well, how about if it was a little bit bigger, you yeah. asshole? <laughs> hey, if he's doing that, maybe he's the guy that drew the mustache on the toad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's just like, this is how this is how stupid a mustache looks. See, look how dumb it looks on him. Ugh. Anyway, Super Mario RPG, a good game. At least Excellent. so I'm told. <laughs> hey, I'm the guy that made it, so. <laughs> yes. And right. by made it, I, I go by the Stan Lee method. I, I sent a letter to someone saying, how about this? And then they did all the work, and I'm like, you did a good job with my idea. Good for you. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, next, we have the Counselor's Corner with uh, an 80s as fuck po picture. I was just thinking that. I'm like, this is the late 90s, and man, is she rocking an 80s hairstyle. Oh, God. This is like, this <laughs> This is what Punky Brewster grew up into. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's telling us about Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, where apparently... You are fighting some uh, uh, the wampas. They're called wampas, but they look like uh, uh, what was that? A uh, sasquatch. They look like dancing sasquatches. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're having a dance off in the uh, in the second <laughs> shot. The way they're facing off at each other, like it says that they're fighting, but it looks like one of them's about to serve the other one some wicked moves. <laughs> Rap battle. I'm expecting him to do. A, I'm expecting one of the wampas to like land on the floor, do do some spins. Oh man, do some spins, pop lock, and then like stand up and just be like, yeah. Let's see atop that. You just got served. Yeah, a little ladies breakdancing to go with the hairstyle. <laughs> and anyway, yeah. she also tells you this counselor does how to trip the at-at walkers. How about you watch the fucking Empire Strikes Back? It's pretty simple. <laughs> That's right. Although they do a nice job showing uh, screenshots of, uh, if you didn't happen to see the movie, cable around the legs and... Down he goes. I loved playing this game. This was... Like, it starts off right off the bat, where you're doing some great AT-AT walker shit, and it's like, this is... Like, just give me what I need. This is fucking great. Just pump it in my veins. Well, I had fun playing the next game, Donkey Kong 3, with a rather a pimp daddy-looking motherfucker named Travis Williams telling you oh, yeah. where the <laughs> this is his lonely hearts profile picture <laughs> that was right before uh, they, they took this in the studio and he's just like okay like I know you just wanted a regular smile but I'm going to need a copy of this for <laughs> for personal use that's right stand out on the corner hand this out tells you where it was, he, he, was, he was either that or spend $80 for the same thing at Sears yeah well hey how do you play Making his job work double for him. Yeah, and he's telling you in DK Kong, Donkey Kong Country 3, where is the wrench? Because apparently nobody thinks to look in a toolbox. <laughs> no, not in this game, man. You wrench, you fix a... 
a broken down uh, raft with duct tape. <laughs> and there's a guy Bjorn. So apparently you're fr- you're you're dealing with a Swedish bear. Yes. And you had to go see Barter Bear to trade the mirror for the wrench. But Barter won't trade the wrench unless you have the mirror. Like, boy, this guy, this guy's got some strange needs. Like, I have a wrench, but there's no fucking way you're getting it unless I get a mirror. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely, this this game is absolutely based on one of the sitcom cliches. You know, I need a spider. All right, fine, I'll get you a spider. But only if you get me a coaster. Uh, uh, what? Well, all right, fine. <laughs> and I'm going to need a garbage can to get that coaster out of my hands. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, this, yeah, typical sitcom contrivance where you're just like, man, what the fuck am I going to do with this paper clip? And then by the end of the show, he's like peeling off in a Ferrari. Exactly. It, all in all, it's a good game. Another good DKC game. Very colorful. And speaking of colorful, we've got Robin Kraus looking cute as can be with weird split drape bangs. Yeah, these aren't even bangs because bangs like go down like some of your forehead. These are drapes. They go right down to her eyebrows. Yeah, she, she's got a lot of hair going on there. She's telling you how to knock over the Womp Fortress plank. Super Mario 64. How do you get the first star in the shifting sandland? And how do you get the caged star in Womp's Fortress? I want to know why the caged star sings. Because it won't fucking shut up. <laughs> Enough, please! <laughs> uh. And speaking of someone who looks like someone who won't shut up, we've got Michael Kerwin, who's mean mugging the camera. <laughs> That's right. Everyone else so far has been uh, some manner of smile, pleasant or leering other smiles. This guy's just giving you the uh, one eye closed, you know, one eye kind of open glare. A semi, a semi squint. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. Again, I can't speak. Podcaster. He's <laughs> talking to you about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Where is the whip and how do I use it? Yeah. If this, I didn't play this game, but if that's a question for an Indiana Jones game, then this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, you start off without the whip, come the fuck on. And apparently you're fighting a fire-eating man. Not fire-breathing, fire-eating. Yeah, but you know, like he, he's obviously a fire-breathing man because he's throwing fireballs at you. He's, ta- he's taking these swigs and... Yeah, they just don't know how to name this guy. And uh, apparently... His attack is called Hot Halitosis. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to now playing. Yeah. Oh, we're in the we're in the home stretch now. And Only we, twenty pages to go. That's right. And we come full circle. Turok <laughs> Dinosaur Hunter. Mike, do you want to talk to us about Turok Dinosaur Hunter some more? Sure, I do. No, fuck no. Th- we're moving on to. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. The best Game Boy adventure ever made returns to stores. Classic adventure and no Super Game Boy enhancements is the only negative. 
Uh, we got the Hunchback and Notre Dame. Oh, we're still talking about this game. One player, five games, passwords. Uh, 2.4 on the challenge. I believe you. They say fun and variety for young players. Super Game Boy enhanced. However, play control on the balloon game is awkward. Too many credits on the front end. Too many credits in the front? Fuck, what? No music from the movie. Oh my god, you don't get to hear... You don't get to hear not even like a chiptune version of uh, Jay... Tony Jay talking about how a gypsy girl is tempting him. (laughs) Yeah, that movie was fucked up. Uh, Then we move on to Harvest Moon. Can you find happiness down on the farm? It's an involving task-oriented play with fun hidden stuff, but definitely not for action fans. Rates pretty well, though. it's, It's got multiple endings, too. Mm. If you think milk and eggs come from cartons and you have a thing to, or two to learn from the unique RPG slash simulation game. <coughs> Fuck. Sorry. You know, if we want to do like a, if we want to do an introduction to RPGs on the taste test, we might want to consider this. It seems like a nice, simple in and out game. Hold on a second. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you having a violent reaction to the thought of playing this. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Thought I could power through yeah. that. I was wrong. Okay. I'll just put that clap in there just to remind me to just deal with a lot of that. Just de- just cut out a lot of it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's no way I could admit, there's no way I can milk it for good. No, no. No. Okay. I need so, a, just give me a minute. I have a drink in front of me. I gotta get it. Fuck me. So are you coming down with something or just bad allergies? Oh, I think it's the start of the allergy season. Get in the water. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Three, two, one. And speaking of things we haven't covered enough. Tetris. Mm. Graphics and sound. Four. Well, yeah, when you're that simple, like, I guess it's really hard to fuck up, like, L's. Uh, Play control. Challenge, 4.9. Yeah, you'd think, like, in the beginning, Tetris isn't that challenging, but as soon as they start dropping faster than your eyes can register. That's right. (laughs) Then I can see where that 4.9 comes from. Absolutely. if you use the down skip to skip 10 stages, you're already in it for the, uh, for the long haul. They say, simple, easy to learn, great gameplay, two-player option, classic Russian tunes. However, no way to plug game directly into your cerebral cortex, <laughs> which means you are limited by your hand coordination. Oh, wow, look at this. As for Alexei Pajitnov, Tetris's creator, he, rather than the state organization for which he worked, is finally getting royalties for his extraordinary cleverness. I had no idea this guy ever made money off of Tetris. I thought he just got shafted. Well, he did, but the game kept selling after the Soviet Union fell. Yeah, fair so, enough. So, royalties finally coming in. Well, good for him. That, I then he went on to make a game that. about hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he came out. I think he came out with Hattress. 
Uh-huh. It didn't go. It didn't. Uh, it didn't pop off as well. No. Then we got the Empire Strikes Back on Game Boy. Luke meets its destiny on Game Boy. It's excellent graphics and variety of play, but it's difficult close quarter fighting, slow controller reactions, and again, no Super Game Boy enhancements. And Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the search for the whip began once again. That's right. Good challenge, passwords. Passwords are a positive. Okay, well, there you go. Passwords are a positive, so you don't have to continue playing through the boring parts of this game. And however, poor hit detection and time limits on stages. Ugh. Man, who thought time limits was ever a good idea? Yeah, you can kind of see how it's a 3.1 on graphics and sound is the highest rating it gets on any aspect of the game. Oh, wow. 2.5 on play control. That's fucking ter- That's even worse than The Empire Strikes Back for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on. 2.6 on the challenge. Ouch. NP's Arena. So we got various challenges that they're issuing you for Super Mario 64, Rave Way 64, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 64. So how many coins can you collect on Tiny Huge Island? Set up a race for three laps on Wave Race. And then the best 24 times right away with four Super Power Stamps. Nice. And then how many goals can you score in a 20-minute period against a computer? And somebody got a football score. Phoenix up on Pittsburgh, 21-3. to Very good. Who says you don't have high scoring in hockey? And then for Pack Watch, in this edition of Pack Watch, we'll dazzle you with some of the best N64 picks ever released from Zelda 64, Star Fox 64, and other upcoming titles. Plus, there's a new F Zero for Super NES and some N64 development news. Was there a second F Zero? I don't remember hearing about an F Zero too. Yeah, I don't think there was. Ah, oh, they're selling us a pack of lies. Yeah, it wouldn't Zelda be the first 64. time. Zelda 64 with a wireframe Link who looks like a bunch of scribbles. <laughs> yeah, this was a upgraded version from Shadow Link. <laughs> we got Tron Link. <laughs> That's right. Uh, perfect. And a bunch good of screenshots. screenshots. Yeah. Very good screenshots. Nice uh, series of uh, different shots that make it, make it look as if Link is moving on the page. We got nice. We got one of Link peering over his shield with a suspicious look on his face. I have to say though, I I don't remember. I I played this game a long time ago, but I don't remember some of the towns, town shots that they're showing us. Yeah, they they didn't look this good. Anyway, let's move on to Star Fox sixty four. With the Force Ghosts, that are uh, apparently fighting <laughs> this game. <laughs> Apparently the game begins with them dying. <laughs> That's right. And then it gets good. Dude, Luke, here's the barrel roll. <laughs> and one of them is a dead-on ringer for... Did Did you play Breath of the Wild? Um, No, not for the... Uh, for the Switch? Not for the Switch, no. Okay. 
one of the characters is a, a bird creature that looks exactly like the guy in the lower right-hand corner on page one of the <laughs> Falco. Yeah. 100%. This looks like a pretty good game, though. Yeah, I guess we'll have to throw that on the pile if you can uh, find a way to emulate that. <laughs> yeah. Hope they come out with another retro collection or something. Or maybe they'll come out with the N64 Mini. Huh. That would be neat. The N6.4. <laughs> and then we got Dark Rift. Uh, I don't remember this game, do you? No. It's a fighter game. F-Zero Returns. <laughs> it's a racing game. Yeah, we're ready to be done. <laughs> Kirby's Air Ride. Now, this looks good. Yeah. Kirby's Air, the, these screenshots look great. You're the pink, you're the, you're the big pink cream puff. Just floating around and sucking your way through life. Sucking and blowing. <laughs> He's gone from then, suck to blow. J-League. Perfect striker. However, it is not. I don't see Superman, Batman, Flash. So I don't know how they get off calling it the J League. Mm hmm. Some pretty good screenshots, though. A soccer game would appear. Then more then, games Chameleon Twist and Space Circus. I've never heard of Chameleon Twist, but it looks like a. It looks like a typical platformer. Looks like Qbert in 3D. <laughs> And then Space Circus doesn't even get an insert. Oh, no. It's that far out. They're However, giving you... We do, we do get a drawing of a tiger with a uh, mace tail. <laughs> with uh, no words, no context, just, hey, metal mace tiger. That's huh? Right. <laughs> huh? Cool, what do you think? Huh? He-Man's really upgraded, huh? Huh? Oh. One thing they are telling us about about uh, more N64 news, Titus has secured the rights for two Warner Brothers properties. The first is the Superman animated series. Mm. Oh, good. Superman <laughs> 64. I can't wait for them to try to sell that to us. Yeah, there have been so many good Superman games. Let's try one in Dorito Land. Uh, do you remember that? Did you ever play that game? No, thank God. We you never got sucked into the whole, hey, Superman's on the N64. I can fly through rings. <laughs> no. No, I was not into that at all. Uh, and the second license is for an upcoming motion picture called Quest for Camelot. This animated film features the voices of Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, and Sir John Geigold. Geigold. The N64 Camelot is scheduled for an early 98 release. They should appear in North America. I don't remember this game coming out on the 64, but then again, by the time uh, I beat Shadows of the Empire, my dad sold the N64 because I dared to get, because somebody gave me their PlayStation, and he thought, why should anyone have two consoles? Oh, that's painful. So let me get this straight. We got Superman game, and they bring in Christopher Reeve for some Camelot game. <laughs> they got this ass backwards, man. Oh, especially when they thought, hey, you know what the best part of Superman was? When he, when he flew around big c c CGI rings in the city. We should definitely make that our, our experience. Mm -hmm. Forget the Justice League. Forget Brainiac. It's, you know, let's just fly around the city. Well, that's what everyone likes most about Superman. 
that he flies through rings. <laughs> ah, so what's coming up in the next issue? So, uh, in the next issue, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> all right! Uh, yeah! All right. There's going to be no distinguishing between <laughs> the next, like, six episodes of this podcast. God, I think I'm leaving with John and Ben. <laughs> At least we get to talk about Doom 64 to wash some of the Torok out of my mouth. And then Blast Core. Oh, yeah. And then Live the Dream. You want to play games for a living? Find out what it takes to break in as a game tester in the video game industry with a very sweet shirt of a uh, Nintendo product testing with a no sign over a bug who's, uh, I guess, smoking a cigar and leaning uh, over a uh, either a salt shaker or a mug of beer. <laughs> That's right. And barely legible at the bottom, it says the bug stops here. Uh, yes, nothing says 90s like a Reagan quote from the 80s. <laughs> Goes along with the... 80s hairstyle and the breakdancing dance-off from before. Uh, oh. But we, we're we not completely done yet because we do get some great uh, driver's license cards from Mario Kart 64 mm-hmm. for Donkey Kong driver, for the driver data for Donkey Kong. We have the heavy kart class, the home course is the Jungle Parkway, and the driver's history. Donkey Kong's infractions include littering, dropping bananas, and peeling out. For this reason, tailgating the big monkey is not recommended. The home course hint, when you go off the big jump over the river, angle slightly to the left to land a little further up the course. Don't get greedy, though, or you'll take a bath. That's right. And then we got Toad, who has played in traffic since an early age. That explains a lot. (laughs) But his speed and quickness have helped him avoid injury. That explains his mind and his voice. (laughs) And then they give you a course hint using the superstar driving right through traffic when you're invincible you can safely get several mini turbo boosts in a corner and bowser driver history should be considered armed usually with a red shell and extremely dangerous approach with caution the home course hint beware of the thwomp guardians of bowser's castle they will crush you if they land on you or make you wipe out if you run into them Take it slow on the narrow bridge over the lava. Falling off will burn off will burn up a lot of time. All right, then we've got Princess Peach. <laughs> no moving violations on record. Note royal immunity to prosecution may have cleared some records. Nice. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. I like that. She's a boss. Don't visit the castle during the race. It's a dead end. All right, tell us about Yoshi, Mike. I just love the fact that that Princess Peach, like, she's like the earlier version of the college scandal. (laughs) Another pretty blonde white girl escaping justice with her power and her privilege. Yeah, she even looks a bit like Lori Laughlin. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yoshi. Name, Yoshi. Home course, Yoshi Valley. Gee, what a surprise. Driver history. Suspected of distributing counterfeit item cubes. Oh, shit. Yoshi, a hustler. Yoshi is a slippery character who excels at the mini turbo technique. Well, fuck. Now you make him sound like a streetwalker. (laughs) 
The home course hint. The shortest path through the Yoshi Valley Mage is left, right, left. Watch out for the giant egg. It will squish you. All right. And then we got Mario, whose driver history was written by Brother Wario. Exhibits shocking driving tactics, frequently used to the lightning bolt, for someone with his reputation for fair play. <laughs> Another turbo boost hint. Use the turbo boost throughout. And then Wario right below him, too many infractions to list. His <laughs> license has been revoked repeatedly for reckless driving. How did he ever get it back then? I guess he just does it without it, and he's just like, what, you going to catch me? Come on, asshole. Rumored to have, quote-unquote, borrowed his cart from an unsuspecting Koopa Troopa. <laughs> oh, my God, the player's pulse letter is true. Indeed. Wario jacked his shit. As as well he should. He's Wario, motherfucker. And then Luigi. Missed appearance in Super Mario 64 because he was too busy tinkering on his cart. I wonder if that contributed to his anger that he exhibits in, in uh, future racing games. <laughs> he, on his home course hint, wide easy turns make it easy to get in three or four mini turbo boosts per turn on Luigi Raceway. We'll just jump at the right time to get the ice item cube suspended from the balloon and you will get a spiny shell. Alright, next page we finish it off with some screenshots of the characters and some license plates. Oh yes, tell us about Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, I break for bananas. Toad. Toad. I'm a fun guy. Yeah. Bowser is king of the road. Peach is, yes, I do own the road. <laughs> that, that explains her lack of driving infractions. Yes, indeed. Despite being a woman on the road. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, am, I, am I right, fellas? Uh, uh. <laughs> you got to get that 50 writers. We got to get that 50s writer back. Yeah, no, no, no. They did for Super Princess Peach. You ever play that game? Oh, I loved it. It was fantastic, it, although like extremely misogynistic. Uh, yes, it did. Her, her power, her powers are all rooted in PMS. <laughs> yes, it's, it's awful. It's a good game, but oh my god, she, crying, That's, blowing her stack. I mean, just like rage, rage, raging, raging anger. Crying, th- she runs through walls because she's too busy crying, gushing tears. Oh. You, but I like the fact that you can make flowers grow with her tears by watering them. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she, when she's bipolar, then you go through her the manic phase, and she like spins around like Sound of Music style, mm-hmm. spinning around and flying up in the air. It was, oh, it played so well. It was such a great story. It's like, oh, it's still rooted in the fact that like. Women. Women be crying and angry, am I right? Yeah, that's not exactly woke. <laughs> no. It's like the it's like the best insult to women. Which is like not that they deserve it, but it was just crafted in such a, a great gameplay. Uh, and so Yoshi, tell me Yoshi. Yoshi is a lean green racing machine, according to his license plate. <laughs> And then Mario, my other car is a dinosaur. <laughs> Yoshi looks happy about that, though. Oh yeah, looking right oh, at yeah. him. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised I didn't say my other car is you. <laughs> That's right. 
Strap it on. I'm going to ride you, baby. Oh. So, Wario. Wario, mean people rule. And Luigi, finish us off, Mike. I heart horsepower. Well, we don't need to know about his bestiality fetish. <laughs> or maybe we do. <laughs> maybe we'll get uh, John back after all. <laughs> all right. We got advertisement for back issues and Nintendo Power. And that will close us out. We got Donkey Kong Trouble, Donkey Kong Country 3 with a, a nice little monkey reference. Stop dragging your knuckles and grab the guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever buy any uh, player's guides? I bought one for Super Mario 3 way back in the NES. I loved the shit out of that thing. Oh, man. It was just so great to have like a nice repository. I uh, got so many player's guides back when uh, in my, for my RPGs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I have all manner of RPGs for or, uh, player guides for RPGs later on. Just not from Nintendo Power. So anyway, Mike, what else you got going on besides the Playing With Power podcast? I am doing the Taste Test with you, the retro gaming podcast, which is not the retro gaming retrospective magazine. It is an actual gaming, old gaming podcast. Uh, I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> I also yep. do the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. I also do the uh, the uh, uh, tech tech thingy. chatter. Yes, fuck. Oh, Neither I'm of us really can speak. Cr- I am really crashing hard. Uh. But I did I did find out before we uh, finish up uh, a slight update. I found out what Yaridovich was named after. Yeah, what's that? A Yari. Which is a traditional Japanese blade in the form of a spear. Oh. Okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> With the spear that he was holding. Very good. Yay, so all mysteries have been... Have been... Uh, what's the thing for mysteries? Solved! <laughs> Fuck, we gotta end this episode. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> no, I'm starting with start, starting with my brain. <laughs> and you've been playing with power. Oh, the Nintendo Entertainment System.